You're listening to Big Mouth Black Girl Podcast. And I'm your girl Kay. That's K-A-Y from Count Your Blessings, Kay. And I'm just going to get into it. We're going to celebrate my... My termination. I'm over here sipping, sipping. <laughs> it's 11.28 p.m., you guys. And this is like my third glass, okay? And yes, I said sipping. It happens, okay? But today I'm celebrating my termination from my previous employer i think it was more so amicable just like if i had a divorce and finally he signed them papers okay we parted ways i grabbed my shit they kept their shit and all was well with the company all was well with me i'm not gonna lie i did cry a little bit because it was very frustrating but slowly but surely although i'm scared as shit like oh my gosh what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do but i know i'm gonna pull through because i always do and you know what it's time to move on i'm moving on i'm moving on i'll be moving on remember when maya saying Whose draws are these? You know I wear a saxophone. <laughs> Let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised that Big Mouth Black Girl Podcast does contain some profanity, or I like to call it expressive rhetoric. Anyway, I do say a lot of things that are pertaining to social, political, and cultural events and things. And I do challenge the ideals uh, of society. So if you don't like to think, I mean, I'm sorry, if you don't like any of the things that I've stated, then this is not the channel for you. And maybe you want to listen to something that's more politically correct and placated with bullshit. But without further ado, I give to you Big Mouth Black Girl Podcast. It's a new day, but I guess the same old master is wearing the same old fucking white collar. Let's get into it. This is America. Don't got me slipping now. Look how I'm whipping now. This is America. I'm so pretty. Watch me move. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm going to keep it real with you. Let me sip my wine real quick. Like, I'm Tasha K, okay? Shout out to Tasha K. I absolutely love watching her YouTube channel. She pulls out some bomb-ass content. And you know what? We've got to support our Black content creators. So check her out, Tasha K. She does some amazing like amazing exclusive videos and media coverages. I mean, she does better coverage than TMZ and fucking a lot of these news outlets out here. And she's getting a lot of flack and she doesn't even have half the team that they have right now. And she's holding her own. So my glass, it's going to you, love. I'm sipping on 
sipping on some scissor. Sip, sip, sipping on the scissor. I'm sipping on this drink. It's a pink bottle. It's called Relax Pink Rose. It was $8.99 at your nearest Target, okay? Le Target, okay? Bought it at Target for $8.99, okay? And it is pretty good. I mean, I'm drinking it when it's not super cold. I usually like my wines cold, but I had to pour it up. Pour it up, pour it up. Watch it all fall out. Y'all hear that? That's the wine pouring. That's not me peeing on the toilet. Yeah, nastiest. But going back to our topic at hand. <laughs> Let me take a sip before I get into this because it is going to be, it's going to be thick, y'all. So I have some perspectives before I move into our most serious topic of corporate plantations I want to get into the real is like I want to get into the industry in corporate America and the industry and how I believe that a lot of these songs like this is America although a lot of people and whip Whoopi Goldberg and a whole bunch of people are like yes yes we love childish Gambino I don't know how I feel, y'all. I don't know how I feel because when I heard This Is America, I saw the video. I was like, okay, okay, bro. Okay, <laughs> okay, bro. And I get to call him bro for several reasons. Y'all know I'm not going to get into that topic, you know, about his choice in, you know, the people that he loves. I'm just gonna not going to go there tonight. Um, it's a whole nother topic for a whole nother debate. Okay, bro. Um, but, uh. I just don't like how his music, although it definitely sheds light on a lot of issues that are going on in America, this is America. It's just like, ooh, it's giving me all type of Sambo vibes. Don't come for me. Don't come for me. But it is giving me some type of Sambo vibes. Like, he can try to show, like, I'm going to express black art and, like, I'm going to be very political, politically driven in my art all he wants to, but he's still getting paid from that video. He's still getting paid from those views on YouTube. He's still marketing off of the black struggle that's going on in America. So he is actually, actually in real life, when I watch that video, I think that is really him. Like, I think that's him portraying the man that wants to make this money for the white man because he needs to make money and I've seen so many different childish Gambino um, interviews where he was interviewed by so many different platforms online and he was basically talking about how he wants to be the greatest how he thinks he's the greatest I don't know you guys it's giving me all kinds of I don't know most deaf meets Kanye vibes because most deaf is very humble you know what I'm saying? And he's very fine. <laughs> and Kanye is neither fine nor humble, in my opinion. And so because he has a cool vibe like most deaf, but he has like an ego of Kanye, it's really it's really throwing me in a mind fuck, y'all. So I don't know how I feel about Childish Gambino as an artist or as a person, but I just get really negative vibes when I see 
that type of artistry because I also think it's very dangerous because it plays on the fine line of mockery. And a lot of these white people, I hate to say this, and I'm going to be real with you, a lot of these white people, either A, they know what the situation is and they understand what Childish Gambino is doing, and B, they're going to spin it to make it a part of their like new KKK regime. I don't fucking know, but I'm just not here for it. I'm not here for it, y'all. I'm not here for the bullshit, okay? Just like Candy's mom said, in the bullshit, I'm not here for it. So... Anyway, I don't like that. I just don't. But I also do not like a lot of people who are kind of placating and 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 pulling on the heart on the hearts of individuals by like they're they're making music that is supposed to kind of entice people to be more socially conscious. I am going to come around to Nas. I love me some Nas, y'all. I love me some Nas. Love me some Nas for various reasons. Nas is fine as shit. Yeah, I don't care what nobody says. Nas, he's probably as old as like close to being my dad, but I promise you he fine. And I would see AJ not but enough. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. And that was a real dark humor joke, and it was really wrong, but damn, okay? Like, I'm sorry. I really can't stand R. Kelly, so I guess that's like me shading R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nah, you guys, to keep it real, I just, I like Nas, but I just did not like Police, the Police Shot Me song, like Police Shot Him or Shot the Kid. I was listening to his whole album and I vibed with his album because I love Nas. Nas has always been like the conscious person, even though he was with Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj is not conscious about anything except getting her money and also making sure her ass shots don't leak. I'm sorry if you're a Nicki Minaj fan. I like some of her music. I'm not going to lie. I could bop to that shit. But a lot of her music lately has flopped. And... You know, I wasn't really into Nikki when she was 15 different people. I wasn't into Sybil Nikki. You know, I was into like, and if you see an itty bitty piggy in that market, give it a quarter and a tell a pocket. I don't fuck with pigs like Oscar Mayer. I put them in a fit on Like, I was into that type of Nikki, okay? And then all of a sudden, you know, Nikki is trying to like, I feel like she's going through a midlife crisis. And so she's trying to prove to us that she's still the queen. But let me tell you something, Nicki Minaj, if you are the fucking queen, you do not need to say it. Let your work and your money talk. You don't always in every fucking verse. Nikki's like, my sons, my sons and my sons, and I raised them and I fed them the baby bottle. My sons and they suck on the titty. I don't give a shit no more, Nikki. Like, I'm tired of it, yo. Like, I'm really tired of hearing you say the same shit over again or like trying to spin off the shit that you said three years ago and trying to make it as a new fucking sound. Like, I'm tired of it. I need something new. I need something fresh, okay? Okay, okay. So moving forward through the corporate sphere and corporate plantation, 
I'm going to talk to you guys in the next segment a little bit more deeply about my personal experience, why I'm celebrating and drinking up, toasting up to my celebratory feelings of freedom and emancipation from my previous employer. Now, there's so many things that I really want to dive deep into, and I probably am, and I probably won't for various reasons. Ain't nobody trying to get no cease and desist, okay? I ain't got no money right now. I got to figure out how I'm going to pay next month's rent, okay? I might have to be on the pole, like some type of Cardi B or something because I got kids to feed, okay? I'm literally kidding. I'm literally kidding. I'm not saying anything's wrong with women who get their money by all means necessary. I'm just saying, for me, that's not an option, okay? I'd rather sell me some popsicles to all the kids around the goddamn neighborhood and sell them popsicles at $3 pop and buy a whole box of them and keep doing it for the next fucking days, few days, than to do anything else. Uh, You know, the same dollars I'm going to get on a poll. Like, I really do not want to do that personally. But for the women who do, I want to say that I'm not judging you. Now, without further ado, let's get into corporate plantation. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my game down, flip it, and reverse it. Is y'all from a dipper flag? Yeah, come on. Is y'all from a dipper flag? Yeah, come on. You remember that part when Missy said, picture black folks saying, yes, a massa. No. <laughs> that was my favorite part, y'all. That was my favorite part. And let me tell you guys, in my perspective, I try to like literally think of all the different corporate systems that I've worked in and I've learned a lot. I sat down and I thought and I kind of like marinated on the corporate industry and it's sad to say but the corporate industry is the corporate plantations, right? And I say that because first and foremost, corporate America stemmed from capitalism capitalism came from colonialism colonialism breeds a lot of sociopathic tendencies i'm just gonna fucking say it let's 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 be honest okay those were the first serial killers and sociopaths in my opinion okay but i could be wrong and a lot of historians and a lot of anthropologists especially especially european anthropologists want to state oh well what about the egyptians when the egyptians were killing their own people and throwing them to the crocodiles or oh what about the mayans when the mayans were sacrificing an aztecs and blah 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 and i i get that i get that but on a mass scale on a scale of diaspora for a whole fucking continent i think y'all got everybody beat just saying but needless do i say In my perspective of things, I absolutely feel like corporate America is built on a pyramid perspective, and it is. It is a bureaucracy system in which individuals who work at the bottom are treated like shit, right? You're like the servants, the peasants, the people who get walked on, shitted on, the interns, etc., And then you have the people who are middle. Those are your middle management individuals. And you have people a little bit at the top. Those are like your directors. And then you have the people at the way, way, way top. Those are your executive individuals, right? CEOs or whatever. 
So let me tell you guys how I feel about this structure, more specifically this structure of corporate America, because I stated earlier that this came from an era of colonialism and capitalism, which in my opinion doesn't breed anything but continuous pimp and hoe perspective, continuous master and slave perspective. I do not think that this is the best business model, although it does break down tasks and specific duties for individuals, uh, more specifically individuals for certain job titles for categorization purposes. I nonetheless think that it causes a lot of ego trip because when an individual feels like they've made it so high to the totem pole and someone on the bottom totem pole says, hey, why don't we do it like this? Or hey, how about this perspective? And people on the higher totem pole feel like embarrassed or feel like their ego is shot because someone was from the bottom pole to- totem pole was quote unquote out of place. Yeah, that is the shit that happened with me. Now, before I get into great detail of what transpired uh, as I tried to transition from a field Negro to a house Negro um, in corporate America, I do want to explain to you guys that it's very unfortunate when you have these corporate bureaucratic dynamics. And you know what? It's very ironic because about three weeks ago, I interviewed a mayor for a paper And it was kind of crazy because this mayor informed me that um, there's so many allocated funds to help individuals who are combating homelessness because I was interviewing him on behalf of lobbying for SB 827. SB is Senate Bill 827, which is the transit and housing bill for California to help you know, I guess, medicate, it's to help prevent or create some solutions for the issues combating homelessness in California, which one fourth of the population in California are battling homelessness. And so with that being said, California is trying to create so many different initiatives to create and establish permanent housing for individuals, and they have a whole bunch of fucking money. Like Orange County in Southern California is sitting on two hundred over $200 million and doesn't even know what to do with this money because they don't even know where they're going to be able to build houses because every city is saying, no, we don't want these homeless people in our backyards. Thank you so much, you fucking NIMBYs, which NIMBY stands for not in my backyard. I am a YIMBY, which is yes, in my backyard, because I believe that human beings, regardless of socioeconomic status, deserve to have housing. But who am I to say, right? We should just keep these individuals as nomads and as people who are homeless and keep them out there on the streets and away from our homes because when we don't see any evil, we don't say any evil, and we don't hear any evil, so then these people don't exist. 
that's a fucked up mentality to have. And no, we should not create these individuals as in, invisible and treat them as the invisibles because these individuals are human beings. They have souls, they have hearts, they have minds, they have the ability to think and feel. And we should treat them as if they are worth something. As if they're worth something like your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, or your best friend. These are individuals who are worth something. And with that being said, I come back to the corporate sphere or corporate plantation because it breeds a lot of this bullshit in our society. It systemically creates these inequalities and inequities that we see in our society because what happens is organizations such as the one I worked for they try to create these great plans, these great plans to help combat a lot of issues pertaining to individuals dealing with substance use disorder, pertaining to individuals who have disabilities or individuals who have mental disabilities or individuals who, um, who are, you know, displaced because they lived in group homes and foster care systems and they don't have um, strong mentorship or they don't have the ability to be around individuals to help them or they don't have the resources and so they end up a product of the system. These are individuals, human beings, and yet corporate sphere America shuts a blind eye and instead of having organizations build on creating innovative ways to create a form of change and systemic change they believe in placing people in cubicles and keeping them locked in cubicles and telling them to know their place and that they basically have to only focus on little medial tasks and not say anything or not make any suggestions because they are not worth anything and they don't have a voice. They don't have any standing because they might step on people's egos and people's toes. Now, I was very confused because I was very respectful and courteous to everyone's quote-unquote egos. The only thing I made was a suggestion towards a program's logo. I never stated to change a logo. I never stated that I should have rights to own the fucking logo. I simply stated that we should enhance the colors and the hues of the logo, keep it as is, and that I would even volunteer to possibly help even possibly for free as an internship to help with the progress of the program. That was misconstrued or misinterpreted. And I guess whenever black people talk, we might say the words clearly and distinctively, but the way that a lot of our white counterparts hear it, especially if they're like, who the F do you think or who the fuck do you think you are? They might hear it from us speaking as black people as we gonna own this shit we gonna put our names on it you ain't gonna have nothing you gonna be the minority and we gonna own the goddamn world and we gonna take back our motherfucking empire that is what i think people hear when they hear people say hey let me make a suggestion or hey how can i help and that is how it is misinterpreted or i think it's filtered in their ears because of this 
big fear that black people are going to rule the nation again and white people are going to become slaves. Although I might think that is a comedic form of karma, I by no means, regardless of ancestral fuckery, think that that is okay. I do not think that any human being should imprison, enslave another human being. I do not think it is okay to demean any human being. Uh, it just depends on the system and the circumstance, like people who, you know, abuse children or people that kill people for fun or people that just do malicious fucking things because they know it's going to harm people and get a kick out of it. Well, those are the people that I really think are exempt in this perspective. But individuals who are good people who are possibly misguided or miseducated and can possibly learn to be better people and possibly change, those individuals, I give them the benefit of the doubt. But nonetheless, I really think that corporate plantations is the structure of categorization and it is categorizing individuals as a house Negro or a field Negro. And then you have the masters or you have like the I would call them like the overseers and then you have the masters and it's very simple (coughs) excuse me it's very similar to the structure that we have corporate sphere we have the workers or you have admins which is your assistants then you have like your program specialists then you have your program managers then you have your directors and then you have the executives and higher-ups That's how it goes. And so everybody kind of wants to build up and move forward. (coughs) Excuse me. But is often caught and stuck in one specific zone for a very long time. I don't know if you guys remember Life, the movie Life. Life, life. Life, life, with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, one of my favorite fucking movies of all time, one of them. I remember in life when they were older and they were working, and I think Martin Lawrence, was it Martin Lawrence? Martin Lawrence was the friend of the old white man. Remember the old white man, gentleman, um, that they were friends with and they were living and helping him? And so... He was friends with the old old white gentleman and he got all the privileges as like the house Negro. He got to drive the car. He got to talk with the boss and be in the shade and, you know, discuss small talk while Martin Lawrence, not while Eddie Murphy had to go out and trim the bushes and be in the heat. And so it was a difference between the house Negro and the field Negro, right? And so you saw that distinctive differences when it came to the job. And it's very similar. The house Negro is usually your program manager or manager or supervisor, right? And the master is always usually the executive. And it is that parallel that I think that this structure that we have in America is pretty fucked up. It is actually stifling to the progress of whatever the company is trying to establish. And mark my words, if you look at a company structure, like the company I worked for, I looked at their structure and I noticed it took them years to implement 
new systems to change their old 1980s marketing to change like their old ways of using freaking technology to learning how to adapt to new things and new technology and new ways because it was just stuck in their ways it was just like nobody wanted to talk or create innovative ways and so you're stuck in this outer limits time warp warp type fuckery where nothing is moving and nothing is progressing because everybody is afraid to fucking step on each other's toes and egos get in the way and people don't want to hurt someone's ego because that means their job might be at stake there's so much fuckery that goes on with the political bureaucratic system and it fucks up progress and it slows progress and it is very stupid if you think about it if people really cared about the mission and the goal and what they really talk about the reason why they fight for what they fight for and spend their hours away from their families and put their heart into their research and they've devoted years to their research if they really fucking cared that much then when it came to a suggestion that an administrative assistant made like such as myself in regards to a logo those individuals should not have gotten their fucking butt hurts okay because the truth fucking hurts i'm sorry but i don't need to be crucified on anybody's goddamn cross excuse me lord <laughs> like i'm jesus Because to be real with you, all I'm trying to do is help and all I'm trying to do is make progress happen. And what ends up happening, somebody wants to call Salem fucking witch trials and call me a goddamn witch. And here I am. I have to face the guillotine or the gosh damn noose around my neck because I'm trying to establish change. And oftentimes change takes time, right? I get that shit, but when time is ticking because things need to happen and you're like, oh my gosh, why aren't things happening? And you're only as strong as your leadership. And if your leadership doesn't even really know what the fuck they're doing and you're lost, then the whole system is going to be like almost up in the air like the fucking iCloud, right? So my biggest thing is... If there are things that want or need to be done, create deadlines, create ways to get them done. And it's the 21st century. If you got to use interns, use interns. If you got to reach out to friends that you know or people who may know individuals that can possibly be of, of, of assistance and they can sign a contract stating that they give up all artistry rights or whatever to help with the program and for the program needs and that everything is up to the program directors or or owners of the program then by needs you do what you got to do but when people only want to do everything themselves and they don't want to say hey I'm humble enough regardless of my status to learn more to grow more and to help advance the mission and goal of this program then that's when you'll see substantial change. But when people want to put their little funky-ass egos in the mix of things, it fucks with people's lives, such as myself. It fucks with people's other people's lives on a macro scale, like the nation and the inability of things to progress on a faster scale because individuals want 
to sit there and placate and want to get their little feelings hurt. And I've always been the person that says, if you want to do something, you can do it. You just have to be persistent, resilient, and utilize your Abdullah fucking Blingada that you've got. Your Abdullah Mangada, whatever it's called. Abdullah Mangada. Abdullah Ablingada. Okay? Utilize your Abdullah Ablingada. Okay? Your fucking brain. Utilize the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex of your brain and your hippocampus. Okay? And try to create some ideas and try to think outside the box and even ask others you know the most progressive organizations that I've ever had the privilege to work for they were the ones that had presidents of universities and vice presidents of universities sit with students or staff or interns and ask them hey How do you see this university progressing? What would you like to see happen on campus? And for those individuals such as myself and other students and other staff to speak up on issues that students deal with on a consistent basis or staff see, and then the university vice presidents and presidents listen and then make those changes It is a very smart thing, and that is why the university has progressed into the way that it has today. That is why a lot of companies like YouTube and shit, even on a higher marketing branding scale, the Kim Kardashians have been able to expand and brand and stay in the system, not because they post selfies, not because they have these lip kits. It's the fact that they know how to listen to their audience and they know what their audience wants, period. They listen to their audience. They study their audience. They know what they want. If they weren't listening to their audience or they didn't have a great system of people that work underneath them that give them great fucking ideas, the Kardashians would not be in a position that they are today. So mark my word, you guys, innovation and listening to people who are like, hey, why don't we try to do it this way? It's not a shot at your fucking ego. It's not a shot at your hard work. It is a opportunity for advancement and growth. And when you have that stifened, then you have a system that is stuck in this outer limits continuum of bureaucratic bullshit that takes years for people to do things and make actual improvements in lives when it's in slow fucking motion like by the time a company who has this they're able to sustain because they can get funding from the government or they can get funding from private investors but if a company decides to just do whatever the fuck it wants to do as far as a bureaucratic system and take forever for evaluations is not being done. Like, this is my thing. Let me, let me, let me slow down. I need to find a company that can practice what the fuck it teaches. If you're going to say that you need more collaboration, that people should listen to each other and people should respect one another and people should take each other's views into account 
and that is the founding of your program, then you need to actually fucking do what you say that your program should implement and how your program should be implemented. Because if you cannot do that, then you are a fucking fraud. And nothing that you do to try to teach other organizations to work well with one another is going to work. Because it's like, do as I say and not as I do type shit, and that usually does not work. Usually you have to show like, hey, my system had an issue with conflict, and this is how we resolved it. My system had an issue with this, and this is how we resolved it. But if we fire every fucking person that brings up a great idea, then how the fuck are you supposed to move forward and progress? I guess you're going to stay with the ugly-ass fucking logo for the rest of your fucking life because you don't know how to slowly progress. And it is that same mentality. It is like, wait, what? You're challenging the views Oh no, you're a slave. Know your place, bitch. No, 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 no. That is where our society has it wrong. And that is why I think a lot of issues pertaining to homelessness and children who live in group homes and so many, so many issues pertaining to individuals with mental disabilities, why there's so many resources but so little being done. It's not only because of collaboration, it's the bureaucratic systems that are working those programs by themselves that are pretty fucked up and that need some type of, I don't know, like holy water, Jesus, a shaman, something. But it is really crazy how these bureaucratic systems think that they're going to keep up with the new world with these changing legislations and these policies and let's not even get started on not just corporate talking about organizations and and making effective change from a social work perspective which is more business but let's focus on like corporate education which is very similar similar fucking problems i've seen campuses that have great leadership they are they believe in innovativeness they believe in open door policy they believe in change they believe in creativity and innovation and open door right and then you have the universities that are we're we're this way we're only going to be this way and this is how it is and you can clearly distinctively see the difference as far as the retention rates as far as the individuals who want to attend there and stay there you can see the difference on a research scale and so I beg to ask the question if we were to do away with these colonialistic perspectives of a bureaucratic system okay which focuses mainly on titles and just categorizing individuals into medial tasks and jobs, right? And let's say we had people who were doing tasks and told to do certain jobs, but if they had a creative idea, were able to express it without feeling as if they're quote-unquote going out of stepping out of the line or not staying in their lane, imagine if it was being receptive, What could possibly happen if people were to just possibly look at a different angle? Creativeness, innovativeness, and progressiveness would 
be an, a factor or could be a factor. But when we tell people that when your title tells you this is your title, that you can only do this, it literally puts people in a slave type of situation. And until they work hard from being slaves for so many years, then they can move up to an overseer. Then from an overseer, they can move into the house and be a cook. Then from being a cook, then they can move up and they could possibly be a driver. Like, it's really fucked up mentality. And I think that shit needs to change. Like, come on now. We are in the 21st century. We've got fucking cars that drive the goddamn selves. You can't tell me that we can't progressively change these ideological fucked up constructions that we have. But businesses are run like homes, right? And I can't fault anyone who wants to live in a backward colonialistic way, just like I can't fault someone who wants to live in a more progressive and realistic way. That's your home. That's the way you want to run it. Just like your business, that's your business. That's the way you want to run it. And who am I? Who am I? to say and speak up and have a perspective or an idea. Who the fuck am I? I am a slave in your system. But in my mental system, as Frederick Douglass would say, I am so free, but to my system, I'm shackled. Therefore, I wish I did not not have this intellect, this ability to think. I wish I could be like other slaves and not know a world that has opened my mind but has shackled my body. And instead of having our minds open and our bodies shackled, we have our hearts shackled but our minds open. Anywho, you guys, it is 1244 a.m. and I done drank four cups of this wine y'all so I'm sipping and tipping and pouring out my feelings okay I hope you guys like this segment I'm really curious to hear how I sound I know that I'm sitting here and pouring it up pour it up pour it up watch it all fall out strip clubs and dollar bill <laughs> But no, really, you guys, I really guys want you, I really want you guys to challenge your perspectives on corporate America. And I really want you to try to look at things and see things from a different perspective. And my biggest thing is sometimes in life, certain structures are something that we cannot hold ourselves binded to like shackles. Instead, we must utilize the creativeness, the innovativeness, and the passion in our hearts as a key to free those shackles and possibly become the change that we want to see in the world. Anyway, you guys, I know that this was a short, short podcast, but I hope you loved it nonetheless. Hope you guys listen to our next episode. I'm excited. We're going to be having an actress, a very awesome actress, um, come on the show next week. And I can't wait for us to dive into some 
great content. I'm not going to talk to you what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be the bomb. But if you guys, I said the bomb, you guys, I feel like the bomb is so old school. Y'all, it's, I know I'm old, but damn, am I that old? I said the bomb. But no, for real, you guys, if you guys have any questions or you want to reach out to me, or if you have a great idea or you want to speak on a very specific topic, I'm always open to suggestions. I'm not going to shut you down. I do believe that in this world of people being afraid to speak and think and have opinions, the most beautiful thing that is about true collaboration is the ability to learn from one another regardless of tenure or status or title. And without being said, I'm lifting my glass up in the air like it's Juneteenth up in this bitch. I'm sipping, I'm tipping, and I'm gonna find me or create me my own fucking lane and fuck corporate America. Good night, y'all. Or good morning. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Big Mouth Black Girl Podcast. It was a pleasure. Um, definitely expressing my feelings on this podcast, expressing my views, and I hope you guys were able to kind of dig me on a few of these topics, if not the whole entire thing, because y'all, it's a crazy ass fucking world. And when you have to deal with corporate America and America itself is a fucking corporation because people are considered corporations now legally and politically so now we have this fuckery that's literally over our heads but needless do i say i still believe in the importance of owning your own company of starting your own brand of definitely going through the rough and the trough and fighting for what you believe in so i do want to say to all the black content creators out there who are constantly creating their own way and doing it the hard way with like you know cars that they're breaking down and they're having having to choose between putting the money into their car versus putting the money into their own business or into their own media or into their own content or if they have to choose between spending time with their children or spending time with looking up and trying to do better with developing and furthering their own business and their own content and their own media. I just want to say you guys are an inspiration for me, from my heart. I literally prayed and I was just like, Lord, like, I really don't pray y'all because y'all know I'm not really religious, but I know there's a God out there. And I literally was just like, look, if it's meant to be, it's it's meant to be. And if it's not, then I'm going to bust my ass and do what I have to do because this is my passion. And i rather work my ass and fall on my ass 12 times and maybe on the 13th time, I'm going to be able to have a smooth sailing and get this thing and be able to maneuver it perfectly. Then for me to just 
fail on the fifth time and just give up and then wonder if I would have tried the sixth time or the seventh time or the eighth time. I don't want that over my head. I want to push harder. I want to give you guys amazing content. I want to be able to open up my heart and not just my count your blessings K, which is like in my personal vlog life, but I want to dive into my mind and talk to you guys on a more social and political avenue. And so that is why I created Big Mouth Black Girl Podcast for us to discuss real issues in the real America of fucked up shit that we deal with as people of color, more specifically black people. We deal with this shit every day and it is very important that we shed light on it. We educate ourselves, we work together, we really collaborate and we lift each other up. And so I just want to say thank you so much and God bless.